players in the history of Iowa Hawkeyes football. Let's go. Was overjoyed, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> did, 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 not, did not become the uh, next head coach of the Minnesota Vikings in Good Morning. Good Morning. I, it was funny. I I, uh, I kind of poked Twitter on, I don't know, two days ago when all the news was coming out. I was like, which how, time? How, how, do we, how do we feel? Of, yeah, yeah, which, which day? Which, yeah, yeah, which yeah, day in the last yeah, week? You, you, went Burke, the, you went Burke on it. When you were, when you were flirting, you know, when, you, when the flirting was happening, and uh, it was so funny because you got a, such a such a Twitter reaction of like wildly you know ended opinions on both sides, and I didn't know what to think about it other than the fact that I didn't want him. <laughs> I, and I, don't, I didn't necessarily know why. Um, like I didn't have like this like really crafty opinion of why. Um, well, are you bitter you know, because you you played and lost to him? Is that why? Um, no, I. I I don't think that's it. No, you didn't play. Against um, him, I don't think you? I did. Did I? No, oh, you no. must have at some no, point. I don't no. think so. I, I, you Jim must Arbaugh have played in the late nineties. No, no. That, that was a player's a coach, no. obviously. Oh, coach, Miko, oh, Miko, figured that out. I can't hey. remember. But I, I, uh, I don't know. I just felt like it would have been. It would have been the same old sort of story. I, I feel mm-hmm. like we needed a shift, and not like a paradigm shift of like we have to go defense to offense or, or this whole thing, but. Um, just a, a shift in thinking, and I felt like that wouldn't have been a very big shift. And I feel like the Quasi hire. And then to go Harbaugh didn't seem like a fit to me. But then again, like, what do I know? I've been on the league and, and not as tuned in. Um, I don't know if, if O'Connell's the guy, which it obviously appears to be that it is. You beat his um, Niners in 2012, 24-13 at, uh, at the Dome. Of course we did. Nicely Come on. done. Stop it. The yeah. year they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know. We did that. We did just do that. I, yeah, we beat, yeah, we beat the heck out of Eli, too, before he went and went on a tear and won the Super Bowl. And what was that? You guys always oh, beat Eli. 15. Yeah. I don't know when that was. Was it was it Eli? Yeah. 07 and 11. 07 for oh, sure. Yeah, no, 07. You know I was tripping because Harrison Smith's last oh, yeah. pick 6 was against Eli at the college stadium. Mm. Right. We we had a uh, 07 we picked Eli like 3 times. To- like I think three you had four a four times. pick game against yeah, him. Yeah. I had a uh, pick yep. 6. Yep. A couple yep. of guys had pick 6 with a punt return. A couple of upstanding citizens too with those interceptions and uh the yeah. safety well, Dwight Smith. <laughs> and, uh, I'm so proud to be named with those guys. <laughs> no. Now in fairness, you didn't face the 2012 freight train that was Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. an Alex Smith game. Yeah, we, we, uh, well, Alex Ka- Smith got them to an NFC championship game. Yeah, and Kaepernick, so, though, that, that whole thing was, I mean, they were rolling until people oh, figured wow. that out real quick. I mean, and, I, uh, it, it, now it, we have to go back to the Joe Webb story in Green Bay. And, no, you know, why, why didn't why, we use why, Joe Webb that way? <laughs> I don't know, man. It happens every yeah. time. <laughs> maybe, maybe my amazement and or astonishment is unfounded with, with what I'm going to share with you because, like, we're talking about Harbaugh and everything. Okay. Right. Oh, I didn't know if we were using that or not. I, we just got to see your face. Cecil B. DeMille down gently, and <laughs> we move on with our lives so we can see each other. Um, but uh, I felt it was met with collective crickets early in the week when yeah. I was like, I can't stress 
the magical nature and 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 improbability of getting a quarterback to the Super Bowl in his tenth start. Yeah, his tenth start. Yeah. Yep. So forget the fifty-seven percent. Forget the big arm lacking yep. accuracy. Forget the runs like the wind, tough to bring down. Josh Allen before Josh Allen. Yep. All of that plays into the thing. To get it, Matthew Stafford has like 185 starts. Right. Joe Burrow has 26. Yeah. Joe Burrow at 26 is minimal. So, like, I'm like, when we're talking about Harbaugh, I'm like, well, this is part of the equation, too. That, yes, they had a good defense, and yes, they did this, and they did that. But to, to manage a quarterback in through his first 10 starts to get to the Super Bowl, that's unbelievably improbable. It is. I think you, you find, though, that it's. Not, not, I'm not going to call it gimmicky because it's good offense and it's mm-hmm. a different style, yeah. but it's a, it's something that when you show your cards, you better have something else. Yeah. And when you don't, you know, you see what happens. And, yeah. and you know, we can go on about why yeah. Kaepernick's not in the league or got bounced out, but it's because he couldn't do the other things that were required when people took yeah. away that run game. But yeah. like in your final season, I think it was your final season, maybe the year before, it, the season opener was at San Francisco. Against something oh my. called Jim Tom Sula, where I remember Zim and other people, maybe you talking about it up to the game is, yeah, we should win. And yeah, we like our team. And we're going to get Mike Wallace open in the middle underneath the goalpost. He's going to drop it, but we'll still overcome it. <laughs> but but you didn't know what was coming. Nope. Because, OK, we got these preseason games, but they purposely are showing things that we are not going to see. Yep. And there are no past performances on Tom Sula. So then from Blake Bell to three other tight ends. I've never seen a team use four tight ends, yep. <laughs> play versus play, play after play as much as them. Yep. And and so for that game, you couldn't get around it. But to your point, as it moved on, right, it didn't he, work. He couldn't change. Yeah, it didn't it didn't and they work. They were getting killed and he was out. Running uh, back Gerald was Hodges celebrating that oh. tackle like yeah. he had just won the freaking <laughs> Super Bowl. We, we, uh, that they, game. And, and the Ohio State running back, well, uh, uh, Carlo, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was like like I mean, Still in the like joke walker. I mean, uh, like mm-hmm. unbelievable that night. We got uh. Beat and beat up yep. and ran over right. and that was and you didn't know what was coming of all the losses like you know lots of losses lots of bad losses NFC title game etc playoff games we got beat up the most in that game yep. went out west wow. late Monday night game and yep. we we got that. thumped yeah. and it was like oh okay and we went eleven to five and you know why left but you know the, that's how, that's how yeah. it ended but yeah. we had but we had to we got punched them out and we had to re, we had so to are react. you saying it was a good it was a good loss a loss you needed to have because it was a, it was come a wake to, up it loss was, it was a come to jesus moment for sure because mm-hmm. you came home it was get home at 5 a.m on the san fran trip which is yeah. just an l hardcore especially if you have radio the next day <laughs> right and then, and, then you, and then you have to lick your wound you come into work and watch the film which is uh, miserable yeah. get your workout and <laughs> you're just i mean at a you're at a, you're at a place mentally that you yeah, can't get nice. worse and i'm like yeah that was the worst football game i've ever played <laughs> Right, you know, like ever, and it, it, that was across the board. It wasn't just me, yeah. And uh, and then you come back, and I, I can't tell you what happened the next four weeks. You know who we played and how yeah. it went, but I know for me and a lot of the team, it was like, oh lord, we have to wake up. But to Har- and, but to Harbaugh's credit, yeah, he had this antithetical bit that he was running yeah. with Kaepernick. Yep. Yep. Now, granted, that defense they had with Navarro Bowman, Elite. And Patrick Willis, and 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 they were physical and big and fast. So Tom Sula did not have that, but but his defense wasn't bad. But that's the point: is that Smith goes down and he gets Kaepernick in there, yep. like in October against the Bears, and they win, changes the whole bit. It develops it, matures it, gets it to the Super Bowl, and they almost win. Yeah, I, I one thing with the coaching piece with Harbaugh is like I, I, 
I'm so sick of the uh, the cliche masters we've had around here, right? You got Zimmer. Zimmer was sort of not necessarily a cliche, but just grumpy, and the media connection wasn't there. And you know, Zim, Zim, and I love him, but he's not going to be this guy who's going right. to come to the presser and you know give you yeah. something or give you something interesting. You know, Childress had the most cliches of all time yeah. ever, and dad jokes that were you know were were horrible. <laughs> yeah, um, and but you see, get- Brad, Brad. Brad's were clever, mostly yep, yep. born of books he had read. Yes, yeah, he, and he he was pretty good with it, to be honest with you. But it, it just he it, was amazing. But I just didn't want to go down that path again. I, I, not not that that's the only issue. There's there's many many issues. I just wasn't excited about it. I, I uh, I'm excited the direction we're going now. Yeah, you're. I think you're in the minority. The majority of fans wanted Jim Harbaugh the to reasons, be the coach. The reasons are just because of. I'll tell you why. Yeah, Johnny Brand. Because listening. they because they know him. Yeah. They know they had nothing on Kevin O'Connell. They they can't tell you what color his hair is. They yep. don't, they couldn't have picked him out of a lineup with Manupal and Muggsy Bogues. Yep. They have no idea <laughs> who Kevin O'Connell is, but they yeah. know Jim Harbaugh. They know the winning record. They know the Chinos. You know, yeah. they have something on him, so they gravitated to Harbaugh. Yeah. Hey. And it's because of familiarity it's, it's more easy. than anything else. You, you know they don't what, know, though? You know, for all we know, Kevin O'Connell is an astounding leader. He's a, you know, galvanizes and improves the people around him. Yeah. You know, but they, we don't know that stuff. Quasi maybe, hopefully does. He's done all the homework on it. And the thing that really frustrated me is, the, is that they're... There was this attitude like, well, if Harbaugh wants the job, we just give it to him. Right, well, right. What? Of course <laughs> not. You, so you know, he should go through all the same yeah. process that all the other coaches did. And I think I actually was listening to Ben um, this week and kind of talking about when he talked to some old players and what they thought about him. He's yeah. just like, he's an odd duck. He's yeah. a different dude. Like yeah, Harbaugh is just negative on yeah, Harbaugh. Yeah, negative on him. Yeah, I think we were talking to the same people. And, and I, um, Using the word awkward. Yeah, awkward and yeah, uncomfortable. and so many times um, about his interview. He's just an awkward guy. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad we're going this other direction. Yeah, but you know, man, but you know, man, if you're 11 and 3 yeah. and you guys are healthy and you got things going on Feeling good. and you just beat Green Bay at <laughs> Lambeau in a big spot and you're in the mm-hmm. middle of this, who's got it better than us? No Shirtless going nuts. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in, I'm in it. I'm in the scrum. <laughs> Winning cures everything. No doubt about it. It was uh, interesting with uh, Mitch Album, Detroit Free Press. It came out. He spoke with Mitch, and he noted that he he came in first class. He said all positive things. Didn't go a ton down the line in terms of the actual interview, but he said he didn't feel like they were as enthusiastic about him as he was about the opportunity. Mm. And so going, you know, to Charch's yeah. point in terms of, you know, did he come in thinking that this was a sign on the dotted line type right. of situation mm-hmm. combined with the fact that Quasi, you know, and, and we went down the leverage angle on this uh, yesterday and, and before that as well, but kind of the idea that Quasi was going to put Jim in the same spot that he put Patrick Graham, yeah. that he put O'Connell and all of those things. And, and he did. Yeah, you have to respect <laughs> Quasi for the, the due diligence hey. and kind of leveling that end of the plane. Yep. I haven't worked with Quasi Adolfo Mensah. I, I haven't met him in person, but there are others within that hiring covenant with whom I work. And this is in no way a shot at those individuals. Uh, but you said something yesterday, Nordo. You used a term called generational change, where we, we are having a generational segue in a lot of different areas yeah. of the NFL. Yeah. Brian Flores is bringing things up, looking for yeah. change and stuff like that. We've gone counter NFL culture with, with, with next level Quasi. Is, is if Jim Harbaugh feels 
the people who were interviewing him or in charge of potentially hiring him were not as excited about it as him. That's because those of the transactional variety do not show excitement. They don't show their cards. They may be bubbling and bursting with joy inside. Mm. You ain't going to see it. (laughs) No, no, no. With the generational changes, you put it, and individuals who, you know, are going to come at it from more of an analytical, a scientific, uh, a an A, get you to B, get you to C. Uh, you know, I'm not saying lacking hashtag faith, but the, even if they are excited, you ain't going to see it because they ain't playing their yeah. cards. Yeah, it's. I would you'd love to have a rebuttal from the Vikes on that mm-hmm. on that opinion and that opinion in that piece from album and be interested to see what what happened in yeah. that interview but we'll never yeah. know and we'll no. never we'll never ever find out but how do you how do you put that toothpaste back in the tube though now you go back to Michigan and well, just see, like here's where I know wrong. right that, he's just yeah. trying I, 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 no, I don't really I want to be here yeah, I'm sorry yeah. and 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 you know we're going to happen again yeah. ain't no names that need to be shared it's it's please do no, I mean, it's Jim's, Jim's wrong. I ain't going to call him a fraud. He's wrong. I'm going to tell you to a man, and I shared it a little bit yesterday. An hour before he left, there are people within that organization that he talked to saying, I can't wait to get this job and beat the Bears. Wow. So he left it thinking they were excited about him. So he can say whatever he wants to Mitch Album. I'm telling you right now that That's there, insane. there are people with this team where he was like, come on, uh, let's make this happen. This is going to happen, and I can't wait to be here. Do you think it was money? No. No, it never no, got, it never got, never got to that Never got no, to that point. Never got to that never point. Got yeah. No contract that offered. There's no, no, well, not only is there, hey. was there no contract offered from yeah. b- multiple media reports, right? Yeah. But also, I don't. we don't have anything to suggest the Wilfs are going to let money stop them yeah. from getting the no, people they want. That's just the opinion of Twitter. Right, that, Twitter. Is the opi- yeah. that is the wrong <laughs> opinion of Twitter. It, it felt like a leverage play one way or another every step of the way yeah. to me. Yeah. You meet Kevin O'Connor, I don't want to go through the whole thing for a 19th time this week, but <laughs> it is. I do believe it is accurate. You meet O'Connell, O'Connell's people let you know kind of what he's thinking about because he's a shiny toy. Yep. You might not like what he's thinking about. Hey, all of a sudden, Saturday night, we got a Zoom with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. The night before the NFC title game with three coaches in that game who want to be here or you want them. Weird. And and by the way, the news breaks, <laughs> as you know, per schedules, and I said this to Lieber yesterday and he smiled and, and, and winked, is the it was so calculated that the news broke like during the time of the Saturday evening where the team meeting had ju- was just done, like, hey, yeah. he's in the barn. We ain't going to distract you with this, but hey, this is what we're doing. Here. Yeah. And then now everybody they, goes to their phone. They play the yeah. game. <laughs> they play the game. Um, our group flies to Southern California. They get with O'Connell. They still may not. If there's somebody was being unrealistic here, in my opinion. And then now, okay, cool. Well, now we're going to go completely through with this Harbaugh situation. Uh, because I felt they wanted O'Connell every step of the way. And then Jim came in, had an opportunity to win it. When you get in that chair, see Mike Tomlin. Yep. I don't think Mike Tomlin went to Pittsburgh no. in 06 favored to win that job. Totally agree. But he went in and won it. Yep. So Jim could have come in and won it. He did not come in and win it. They always wanted O'Connell. Now they got to be right. So they played him. Now they got now they got to be right with uh right with their choice. Uh much more on this around the corner. Chad Greenway courtesy of uh, Gray Duck Spirits and Gray Duck Vodka. We'll be back to KFAN shortly, but first. And get to kfan.com and enter for your chance to put a grand in your hand. It's the National Cash Contest, a new keyword every hour. This hour's keyword is deposit. Go to KFAN.com, enter the keyword deposit, and you may be making a $1,000 deposit. That'd be sweet, right? Win some money. 
KFAN.com. The keyword is deposit more fee. The fan. Ha! Holocaust from the land of the lost. Behold the pale horse. Or yeah. Follow me. Wu Tang gotta be. The best thing since Starks and Clark Wallabies. African killer bees, black watch. On your radio, blowing out your watch. From Park Hill, the house on Haunted Hill. Every time you walk by, your back get a chill. Let's build. We want to talk about skill. I spit like a semi automatic to the grill. Elbow grease and elbow room. Baby, play me. Baby, fall down. Go boom. Party people gather round. Countdown to apocalypse. I'm the kid with Jeffrey the golden arms. Great Duck Spirits. One of the great defensive uh, players in the history of Vikings football. Chad Greenway is with us. Uh, it's an equity thing, uh, and he also uh, represents Grey Duck Spirits and Grey Duck Vodka. More on that momentarily. But um, but with Kevin O'Connell perceived as uh, being the next Minnesota Vikings head coach, and 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 I wouldn't argue with that perception. He, I want to bounce this off you guys, and and just you take it wherever you take it, because when it comes to play calling, there is an experience. When it comes to head coaching, mm-hmm. there is no experience. But that doesn't mean that it can't work at the highest level, okay, because there are myriad examples. Now, Kevin O'Connell was the offensive coordinator for one year with the Washington Commanders football team. Correct. Whatever. Yep. During a year, Jay Gruden was fired, so there were two coaches. His quarterbacks were Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, and Colt McCoy. Oof. Adrian Peterson, or the skeletal remains thereof, Mm -hmm. was his leading rusher um, in, like, 2019. And now he goes to Kirk, Dalvin, JJ, and Thielen in a different situation. So mm-hmm. it's it's you know I've just I've just had some people off his one year of not being Don Coriel, not being one of the great uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan, being one of the great offensive minds in the history of Gary Kubiak, history of the NFL, bashing on him. I think a little too unfairly, um, and I think there's some bitterness involved with that, but. I mean, Jay Gruden was fired, and Case Keenum, uh, Dwayne Haskins, and Colt McCoy. I mean, come yeah. on, who in the I, hell's going to win with that? I think I think you start to look at these coaching moves, right, with with the the move to McVay and Shanahan, and this, sort of the nepotism that has been in the NFL for so many years. Mm-hmm. Now you get kind of this new age, this new generation yeah. of coaches coming up, and yep. and I think the sooner you jump on the train, in my opinion, the better, because the 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 turnover's happening, right, and and that, some of these guys, whether it's Zimmer, or the other guys who are maybe the older guard, been around. Maybe they move back into coordinator positions. Uh, maybe they're maybe they're coaching yeah. linebacker coaches, whatever. Right? Zim's not going to do that, obviously, because of as the, the amount of money he's like made. Like if O'Connell gets hired, but, the in vogue name here is Vic Fangio, the right. oldest of old school. Right. So you kind of mix that yeah. new new school, old right. school, cool move forward bit. Right. But the, yeah, yeah, the, we, we got a lot of really good three four personnel here. But anyway, yeah, yeah, we probably want to do that. Yeah, but yeah, again, here's my here's my point. That. It comes down to personnel. Like yes, yes. All these all these schemes are passed down and re and rehashed and re looked at and 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 it's just this big cycle. Do you think there's coaches out there right now that are designing all these new wild pass route concepts against all these covers that existed for sixty years? Mm. I mean, it's been around. It's about timing of play calling, anticipating what they're going to do, calling the right play at the right time, being involved in in time management. All these small pieces that win those three point games, which is what the NFL always ends up being. Mm. Um, it's so important to to worry about that stuff. Let's yeah. not get into you know what he do in in twenty nineteen. Yes, it it plays a small part. It's one year with the personnel he had. It does not tell the story of the kind of coach he is. Now we're being homers because he's going to be our coach. We want him to do really well. But our personnel was way better. He's way more experienced. He's got a lot. He's been. He's now under the tutelage of McVeigh, who's got this massive tree now. Mm-hmm. Like he's coming in 
Like, you either jump on or jump off. And I know Vikings fans, you're jumping on. Like, let's go. I'm being horrific with it because the other side of it for me is I know Sean McVay does all the work. He does all the work with the L.A. Rams. And I know that uh, from people who have worked with him. So is O'Connell the George Edwards of the L.A. Rams offense? I think it is really fair to uh, to wonder that. And, And after that is... You know, I, I, we'll, we'll see what the Rams do after the Super Bowl and after O'Connell comes here. But I've been told they're not going to fill his position. So you can read into that however hmm. you want. Interesting. But I don't, and if it's accurate, what I was told recently is that the Rams are not going to fill Kevin O'Connell's position. They won't have an yeah. offensive coordinator? Well, it's that's weird. I mean, they have one. They well, well, would we have needed a DC here? Right. What do they, what do they, well, you see hope what I'm so, saying? I guess. Well, why? Yeah. Well, because Sorry, it's, it's, it, on no, you, but it's it, entitled. It's with Kevin. I'm not saying what he does there does not matter right. because it does, or he wouldn't be in this position. But he's not the offensive coordinator for the LA Rams. It's McVay. That's Sean McVay. Right. Yeah. Not, well, I, George Edwards was not the defensive coordinator here. That was Mike Zimmer. And I think if McConnell is has less experience, hasn't been the play caller. Mm-hmm. He's been in all those meetings. He's been in all those preparation planning situations to try to get ready for all these defenses and covers that he's going to see here. Yeah. He knows that. His coordinator hires, to me, are massively important. You don't have a guy who's been in the league like Zimmer calling defenses for 15, 20, 25 years. Yeah. Where he's going to come and say, I'm calling this defense because I know I'm better than everybody else to do it. O'Connell doesn't have that. I mean, he may, but he's not required to by, by his past to, to do that. Yeah. So his coordinator hires, to me, are going to be massively important. Who does he bring in? Is it experienced? Is it off that McVay tree? Uh, do they have play calling experience? You know, that's going to be the real, the, the real tale to tell. The part I love, is you know when you get a new head coaching job in the NFL, you're obviously motivated for several reasons, right? You sure. want to come in, you want to do yeah. play, be be the long term guy. You don't want to be bouncing around. He's a young guy getting his first shot. Um, he is going to be so wildly motivated to to be successful um, that you want a guy and the GM new, fresh, new opportunities. They are going to mm-hmm. do everything possible, leave no stone unturned to to make this organization long term successful. Yeah. He doesn't have to call his own plays. He can bring in an offensive coordinator right. that does that's, that and let him worry about everything Bro, else. I I, that's what I do, too. I wasn't even thinking of that because, <laughs> like, I bet you he wants, like, Stefanski calls the plays. Yeah. LaFleur calls the plays. Yeah. As a head coach, so on. I bet you he wants to call plays. In fact, I, I, I would be shocked if he did not call the plays during a game. But then I was reading your notes last night about the importance or the strengths of the coach not calling the plays yep. and what they can manage. And yes. boy, it really hit me hard. You know, you, you have so many other things. And, and Chad, you're alluding to this. So many other things you have to do yeah. in game as a head coach. Just be the head coach. Just go, go be the head coach. That's right? hard let's, enough. Let somebody what? else do that. Yeah. It and doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're less of a head coach. The enemy and, calls you know? plays in Kansas City. And, and Andy Reid does the whole. Okay. Now, they, they mix and match. Yep. But the enemy has much more control of calling the plays from a Holmes during games, and Reed can manage that whole thing. Okay, yeah. John Harbaugh yep. in Baltimore never calls any plays. He's, He's a head special coach. teams coach. He's just a head coach. He's a coach. Surround myself with great, talented people who can focus yeah. on their and that's jobs. My, and that's my, my, my whole position on this is you that's haven't done this for 30 years or 15 years or 10 years or 5 yeah. years. You are you're new to this in some respects. In almost every just respect. be the head coach. Yeah. Yes. Bring in an OC that you trust, respect, and trust him. Now you can still be involved in game. You're going to be involved in game planning. You can yeah. be involved in what you're in. Yep. Here's what McVeigh did out here. Here's mm-hmm. how we approach this and attack this. I'm going to call Sean, see what yeah. he's going to do, what he recommends. Yeah. But then I'm going to be the head coach on game day. 
Yeah. And I'm not going to worry about, okay, it's second and six. I got to anticipate what's going to happen on third down and get the next play yeah. ready. Oh, by the way, what's the clock management situation? Like, what? It's trying to be challenging yeah. right now. And, right. Yeah, right. And, and I think that, and I think my hope is, you know, because again, you alluded to all the, all the head coaches that are calling plays. Are they doing that because they feel like nobody else can do it as good as them? Or are they doing that because, hey, this is what got me hired. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to keep me here. Great right. question. You know, right. I think that's something that's interesting but to look at. You know what? If, I, if I'm Kevin O'Connell and you're on my defense, okay, and something goes wrong, you nearly get into a fight with somebody from another team, the ref comes in, argument there, you've gone pear-shaped. Yeah. Like Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman, yeah. inexplicably late in the third quarter, almost got into a fight on the sidelines <laughs> of the AFC title game, mm-hmm. and people wonder why Patrick Mahomes fell apart in the fourth quarter, man, because the whole thing was falling <laughs> apart. So like, if something like that's happening, and you have an offensive coach who has to call his plays, well, then it's going to be, go fix Chad. Go take care of Chad. Yep, yep. No, that's your job as the head coach to get everybody out of the way, get on your knee, and then put your hand on his and say, what happened? It's going to be okay, man. Blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. Yep. That's why you're hired. That's part of the job. So, man, man you really got me going on that one. CEO. Um, as a quick aside, in, our, in your final moments here. Not your moment, <laughs> final moments on, on Earth. Your final moments here. Holy uh, you played. In, you played in TCF. You played in one of the coldest weather games ever. The wide yeah. left game. Yeah. Uh, you you saw Cam Newton show up on a field in oh. which he did not want to be. He just you wanted see, to get back on the you plane. See and go in his home, eyes. Right. <laughs> it was did, beautiful. A year they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? Again. Thumped them. <laughs> Come on. Did you see what the United States soccer team oh did to Honduras yeah. yep. in St. Paul? Did to Honduras? How about how about how about Americans? Like who's nobody should be outside. <laughs> well, the, 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 now, you're from Honduras. Your coldest month is January, where the average temperature <laughs> is? is 75. Uh. That's your cold month, right? They show up here and it was negative two. For their World Cup qualifier against America, in which three players had to be treated for hypothermia and several players needed heated IV bags. Are you kidding me with this? This is all oh. true. Minnesota ends up winning 3 nothing. Your thoughts? Man, oh, I hope they embarrassed me. I hope oh, they got a lot God. of money for this game. Well, whoever scheduled any? this from United States Soccer or yeah. the, the qualifier. Yeah, it's the Federation. Is, it's Burhalter. They have complete control over in that disaster. What's insane. Uh, he's the head coach. And, and that's oh. insane to me. I saw, I saw that. Well, had no attempt to even think about going to that game. Saw pictures of like beer freezing in the stands. <laughs> like, what are we doing? You imagine that had to be the first soccer game ever where there's no headers. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, you imagine heading right. a soccer <laughs> ball in negative three? Like Guinness Book of World Records is there, just calling somebody it. Somebody steps on your toes with cleats. Oh no, I'm not there for that. <gasps> I'm not there for that. No way. The, mean, the Honduras team is slightly agitated about how all this went down. Yes, as, as you can imagine. The uh, the quote from their coach Dumb. was, "There are conditions in which soccer cannot be played." That was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. I saw that going down. It was incredible. But, I couldn't but believe they, it. it's not like Mother Nature jumped them out of nowhere from sixty to negative whatever. Right. Correct. So why did they play? Yeah. So why did they come and play? Oh wait, it's cold in Minnesota in February. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Was, Let's plan yeah. this. The U.S. This team brilliant. acknowledged. You know, the officials acknowledged we did it on purpose. We wanted home, we wanted the best home field advantage we could get. 
And we sent Honduras I mean, to Minnesota to, to in, Nashville. This in is early like February. 40. I mean, it's be better than this. Are you kidding that, me? That's, but this is, a home, this is the ultimate home field advantage. It was absolutely pathetic. Choosing St. Paul. And, and, I, and it's not about Allianz Field. Like, that's a beautiful venue. And they did a great job with the field, despite the fact that it was ice. And it was awful. Gross. It was pathetic. They, they, they can beat Honduras anywhere. The concept of choosing this venue at this time, mm. massive mistake by U.S. soccer. Uh, uh, Aurora FC, though. Did yeah, they saw win? saw that announcement How, this week. A yeah. massive, massive mistake. They They'll won. They'll play in Egan, right? They, they will play in Egan. Absolutely. Uh, the Aurora TCO. logo yeah. kicks Fire. ass. Yeah. That thing is awesome. My girls are fired up. They are cannot they? wait. Yeah. yeah, especially being at TCO. Yeah. I think that's going to be oh, sweet. By the way, the Aurora name is better than the Commanders. Oh, it is. I mean, it what, is. what are we doing with the Commanders? Did you see the bit on? Do you see the bit on the uh, the three syllables in the name? No. Patriots and Buccaneers are the other. I think other two in the in the NFL. If I get it? that right. And you can call them the Bucks and the Pats. Mm-hmm. What are you going to call the Commanders? Oh, the Coms. <laughs> like, what are you going to oh, do come there? Oh man, you call them like the Commies, the Coms. Like, what are we yeah. doing here? Yeah, well, it is Washington. That was uh, a bad deal. Gray Duck vodka, Gray Duck spirits. What's going on today? Yeah, we are weekend. Uh, next Thursday, New Cub Wine in Maple Grove. Charge, come on over. Maple Pretty Grove, close right to you. there. Uh, we'll be, I'll be there Which from 2 Total Wine? New, uh, New Cub come Wine and Spirits. Next Friday? Not next, today. Next Thursday. We're nowhere Thursday. today. Uh, next Thursday, 2 to 2.30, I'll be in store, launching a new uh, Cub store, which will be pretty exciting. Mm. Um, and then we're going two places, two MGMs next week, St. Louis Park and uh, Minnetonka. So look for social media posts for that. Um, and... We are tasting some new products today at 2 o'clock, which is going to be exciting. Who's a we new, and what new products? Uh, Grey Duck. Grey okay. Duck team at all. And uh, we, I mean, cranberry. Can I, can I show up? Cranberry. I, I'm going to say this wrong. Somebody correct me. Lychee. Cranberry lychee is our flavor. L-Y-C-H-E-E. Miko, Google that. Do you generally put things in your mouth that you don't know how to pronounce? If it tastes good. Okay. Does lychee taste good? I usually good? trust people on that. Cranberry lychees are new. This will be the new flavor in our now floor, four flavor variety pack, uh, which will be coming out uh, very soon, which is going to be very exciting. It's lychee. 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 Not lychee. Not, not, not lychee. You're not right. Not cranberry right. milk. Okay. All right. No. Yeah. Uh, this will be our fourth flavor in our variety pack. Um, we obviously have lime, tangerine, and our bomba juice, which has just been crazy popular. Uh, we're adding a fourth flavor, which is going to be exciting. People are going to love it. So can't wait. A lot of new stuff coming. Right on, my brother. Good seeing you. Good to see you. Thanks, guys. Chad Greenway at Chad Greenway 52 via Twitter if you'd like to learn more. We are feasting on KFAN. It's PA in charge. It's 1030. KFAN. Ah. Now, with the, with the assumption... Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell will be the next coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Nordo. Uh, we, um, we're we down to three. Uh, you, the, I mean, I chuckle at it because of everything that has emerged this week. Yeah. With the, the, the job openings that are still there. Hmm. Who wants to go to Miami when the team is owned by somebody who may have been willing to pay a hundred grand for losses, which is fixing games? Correct. And everything that's being said there. Who wants to go to Houston with that roster and the quarterback with the big arm is still embroiled in controversy? Yes. And then you got New Orleans. Jameis was on a one-year deal. He ain't great anyway. You know, Taysom's a trick. And and you got Kamara, and you, but you got the, the worst salary cap situation in the NFL. Yep. So those are the three left with uh with Miami, Houston, and New Orleans. And Oof. oh my heavens, it uh 
I mean, if if I'm a coach that takes one of those jobs, the and and I'm not an elite contractual mind, the way that sucker has to be written up, <laughs> you know, to 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 have some some promises and guarantees, because as a first time head coach, as we've said about Kevin, as a first time head coach, the last thing that can happen is you roll in and go three and fourteen. And then you go four and thirteen. Yeah, you know. And Ask th- Hugh Jackson about all that. Boom. And then you get up to eight and nine, nine and eight. We, uh, what do you mean? We pushed for the playoffs right to the end. Right. That you're out. Okay. And they're going to move on to the next shiny toy. And then now you're trying to get another head coaching job, and they're looking at the first two years and the record, going, "What happened?" Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like with Miami and and two or two, you're satisfied and and whatever they have. I ain't saying that, you know, this is a 2-15 and 15 bid. I don't like the New Orleans situation at all. It's going to have mass exodus to it with prominent players. The Houston situation sucks. Nobody's going to the games anymore. They're void of talent. They're really, really stuck on defense for talent. And, and they can't even use their quarterback because of controversy, because yeah. of the off-the-field bid. If Those you, are the three jobs left, man. Like, if you were looking at Houston, wouldn't you want and I guess, I, like you mentioned, I don't know how the, the contracts exactly work out, but you'd want some sort of ironclad four- or five-year deal mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I, I don't know what the hell's going on with Deshaun. Like, we're still waiting for depositions and stuff like this with all the civil bits. But I need four years at least with the massive dearth and talent and yeah. all of those things. And by all accounts, Houston is a franchise – it doesn't sound like they would be a team that's necessarily embroiled in under the covers negativity. So, but in the same sense, like my first head coaching job, I'm going to go to the one that would require the most experience, right. would require the most patience and all of those things, two things that new head coaches aren't afforded. With Miami, that's the best of the three situations if yeah. you take the owner out of it. I just don't know much about their personnel. I mean, I know they got the safety who hates it there. Xavier Howard. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they traded him or not, but he's there. They still have Byron Jones as well. uh, Offensively, they're not bad. Yep, they traded for Byron, or they either traded for Byron Jones or they signed him after after, um, his run in Dallas. And the Louisville receiver who played with Teddy. Devontae Parker. Parker. I mean, okay. And they got Tua. Do they still got Will Fuller running straight down the field? You know, I I don't know. Speaking of bad contracts from last year. Right. Uh, what we're talking about is the three head coaching jobs that are still mm-hmm. open and who wants to work for Steven Ross, who wants to work for a team void of talent, specifically defensively, and the quarterback still embroiled in controversy in Houston. And New Orleans has the worst cap situation in the NFL, and it's not close. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like up around 50, so Green Bay's right behind it. And you don't have a quarterback, so there's going to be a mass exodus there. I mean, these job openings that are left are just well, terrible. And not only that, but in, in the case of Miami and Houston, you just fired your head coaches, you know, really much quicker than yeah. anybody thought you would. Right. And that, you know, How so if you're a head coach with options, wow. the, the Coley thing kind of sucks, by the way. I mean, it, and it sucks not from a financial standpoint, because I think. Yeah, he's going to get paid. I think he's going to get yeah, like $15 million to coach one season when it's all said and done. So good for him on the paycheck. But what a bad beat. Similar to Wilkes when he had the one-year deal in Arizona where mm-hmm. things didn't go well, but he didn't get an opportunity Steve to bounce Wilkes? backs. Yeah. 
I'm not trying to. No, I forgot about Steve Wilkes. Oh my God! That's what I'm saying. So Wilkes comes in and he's yeah. handed, he's dealt a bad hand of cards. Yeah. They work with him for one year and then they're like, "Nah, we've had enough of that. Let's bring in wow. Kingsbury and get Kyler." Yeah, like just an awful situation. And then now with Cully. The entire team wants to, and a very untalented team, wants to run through brick walls for the guy. He gets one year, they write him a check, and he leaves. But the Saints is still the most intriguing to me. I think they should just hire Dennis Allen because he's been there. He knows the roster. Yeah, and That's a good point. And with the financial situation and as influx as they are, yeah. and the fact, I, I don't know what the quarterback situation looks in the draft. Maybe Charch knows more than that than I do, but that's it's an It's not good. But after the financials get figured out and... Oh, I can't wait to coach Michael Thomas. Well, he might not be there. What about Cam Jordan at his age? I don't know what he's commanding, uh, but that could be an issue moving forward. Like all of those, mm. all of those situations where Kevin, like if anyone's worried, like man, Kevin O'Connell might, you know, stick around or he might choose differently. He might get second thoughts between now and the Super Bowl. Uh, if Kevin O'Connell decides to eschew the Vikings opportunity to go coach the Saints. Best of luck to Kevin O'Connell. I think it's pretty safe that he's our guy. Yeah. And, uh, man, those are awful, awful destinations for any coach. Coaches with options aren't going to those places right now. And if you do, I want the five-year contract. Yeah. I need enough time for this thing to bottom out, guaranteed. fix our salary cap grade. Guaranteed five yep. years. And it's not, I, just, I don't think there's going right. to be coaches with options and long-term thinking that are going to take that job. I agree. And and the guaranteed part of it does happen. Yep. And, you know, if the ownership group with, with said team, with a first-year coach is like, that's unprecedented, a five-year guaranteed deal for a first-year quarterback. Yeah. I would look at them and say, it's also unprecedented being $50 million in arrears on the cap, mm-hmm. not having a quarterback, <laughs> yeah. and, and things that with which I'm going to have to deal, it will take time and with time, I don't want to be sweating that all of a sudden I'm out, you know, because it just isn't working the way you want it to work. And yeah. that's all on Sean Payton, by the way. That money situation in New Orleans, deferring all that cap for oh. Breeze. Yeah. You want to mm-hmm. talk about windows and trying, oh, yeah. to, trying to do anything you can to keep okay. that window open. He has completely screwed that franchise potentially for the next four or five years and, and whoever leaves. that coach is. And he just gets to wash his hands of it, yeah. and everyone's in love with him. Yeah. Everyone outside of the Vikings fan base <laughs> adores that guy and only speaks so glowingly everyone. of this man. And he has potentially set that thing back a half decade. You, guess, yeah. you know how far over the cap the Saints are? 50. Yeah, it's almost 50 I think million. it's 5-0. 76 oh million over oh the cap. <laughs> wow. How hard is it to get? What, how hard is it to do that even, right? $76 million over the cap <laughs> right now. That's, that's insane. I mean, you got, it's like it's a whole roster worth of players. You know, we're going to cut everybody to get back, to get back on schedule. The, the, cap. And, and with, with Sean Payton, I mean, the, the scandal or scandals mm. at the University of Southern California are, were markedly different than what the Saints are facing now. Hall of Fame quarterback retires, uh, 75 in arrears on the cap. And, you know, it's it just the window of opportunity. And why I bring it up is because when when it got really bad, well, all of a sudden, 
Sean loses his desire to coach. I mean, what a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What, what a front-running yeah. move. Okay, now now he had coached since 06. I mean, that's a long time. He got a ring. Um, you know, he filled his pockets, emptied his soul. He's the anti-Vike. But, I mean, when it gets really hot, mm-hmm. funny, you know, funny who leaves and why. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at um, a story at ESPN.com. From 2015, and this 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 was just a quick fire Google of what you were saying. January 4th of 06, USC loses to the Texas Longhorns in the BCS National Championship game at the law at uh, the Rose Bowl. April of 2006, the NCAA begins investigating USC, which would last four years and end with crushing sanctions. January 11th of 2012 of 2010. Head coach Pete Carroll announces he's leaving the school mm-hmm. and has been hired by yep. the Seahawks. Hardcore uh-huh. football. Oh, my God. I mean, okay, it's, you know, it's why go down with the ship? Why be next to those who are perishing and languishing yep. and struggling when you got a chance to get out of there and give yourself a better chance, even mm-hmm. though you probably were the one that put the team in that spot with Peyton I mean, we can go ahead and we can go ahead and, and get into Licky Loomis. I mean, Mickey Loomis as much as you want for being the GM and, and that window of opportunity. Head coach signs off on everything. And when you are a power head coach like Sean Payton, yeah. well, you got your hand in everything. And that ship starts going down. Man, he found a life preserver, a raft, a boat, a plane, a helicopter. <laughs> he found, like, right when it was going down, I'm out, man. I just don't feel it anymore. Yeah, funny. Of course you don't feel it because you screwed the whole thing up. And simultaneously, by the way, his side was very was very sure to let, let the media know <laughs> he's not retired exactly. Right, so they're, they're, he's stepping he's still, away. He's just stepping away from this team. He wants to walk into a better spot, yeah. Rather than deal with the consequences of the mess that right. Sean Payton left in New Orleans. Drew Brees is five percent of the cap, and he retired last year. <laughs> yeah, my God, Marshawn like, Lattimore twenty-seven, Michael oh. Thomas twenty-four, Cam Jordan twenty-three, wow. and the list goes on. It's just incredible what oh. he has done. He just gets to wash his hands of it. We we loathe Sean Payton for. He is the 